Now, an hour of clarity for exhausted people of our nation mired in toxic partisanship. Left versus right, us versus them. While we pay to keep our politicians fighting, how do we the people rise up and solve the great challenges of our time? We do it by embracing freedom and liberty. There may be no such thing as a free lunch, but this hour is as close as it gets. Welcome to A Free Solution. Welcome to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wilson, your host today. Thank you so much for joining us. We got Tim, the Freedom Variant O'Connor, here on the show, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's our Fake News Friday free-for-all. Fake News Friday free-for-all. That is right. So Tim and I are talking about a whole bunch of different things today. And uh, uh, whether you're listening on WYSL, WACK out in Newark, or one of our online places, all the Kevin Wilson channels, the Free Solution channels, the Tim O'Connor, wherever you're listening, appreciate y'all being here today on the podcast, too. Been pretty good about keeping that up to date. Pretty good. So, uh, yeah. So, I mean, what do we want to start? We want to start with, like, the, uh, the Supreme Court stuff. Yeah, I I mean, we could talk. I I just yesterday's show for me, we talked about which technically was today's show. No, yesterday's show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What an amazing group of leaders we have that are there. They're not only good at politicking, but they are good at trading stocks. I don't know if you caught any of my show yesterday, but they have made some amazing returns, brother. Amazing. Yeah, no, there, there's like a whole Twitter account dedicated to, to telling you what Nancy Pelosi is doing because she happens to have beat some of the best traders in the world. It's amazing. Uh, She's just a somehow a very savvy stock trader with totally without using insider information. She was just, tied for fifth. She was tied for fifth as far as returns go. She's she, well, not even that impressive. She's really good with options. Like she, she's one of the best option traders out there. Like that's really impressive. Yeah. <laughs> and uh well yeah uh, anything else you want to bring up about that stuff i just no i just want to remind everybody how how wonderful our leaders are that's all and then we could I, i'm really looking forward to talking about the the vaccine in the supreme court and the the anti the the the, the quashing of some mandates I, i'm quashing excited about mandates. that yeah so uh for those of you who haven't heard yet the you know the uh the ocean mandates they went to the supreme court um you know and uh you know ba- basically you know it, it's determining whether or not president biden could uh compel osha to issue a mandate where every employer over with over 100 workers could be uh vaccinated would have applied to tens of millions of workers um it required you know testing a uh, whole whole bunch of different stuff and uh the supreme court uh said no to that part they did say yes to you, you could do it for uh healthcare workers yeah if you take federal money you can mandate vaccinations i, I i'm not sure philosophically if that follows in a straight line but okay you know it's a major victory for a lot of people a lot of people were feeling that they did not want to be mandated to get a vaccine and i'm sympathetic to that as you know Right. Uh, so, I mean, basically what, what they said with the healthcare one was like there, there's a little bit more justification for that because, you know, it, it applying to a specific field where people were, you know, uh, a getting federal funds and, and just kind of more specific in terms of like the immediate like workplace occupational dangers that like it had. So, they're like, well, like 
it's still a bit of a stretch and it was a five, four decision, but they're like, well, at least this is kind of closer to having some basis in, in reasoning for applying a mandate. I remember back when Brett Kavanaugh was going through the rigors of being investigated for his Supreme court position. And I was laughing because I was checking out his rulings and stuff like that. And it's like, I, first of all, because he's not a constructionalist, he's not a constitutionalist. He's he's a somewhat cons- more conservative uh, legal mind than than let's say that the Kagan lady or something like that. But he's not. Right. He's not a particular constitution. He's no Gorsuch. He's not a constitutionalist. And I was laughing. I'm like, you guys are arguing for this guy, and he's he's going to be the guy that, that does John Roberts stuff all the time. And you know, yeah, I mean, he that's. Those are the two guys that change sides. Imagine no, for sure. And, and, you know, like uh, he's often supported uh, kind of deferring to the government on this stuff. You know, it's so like I, I like the better pick was with Gorsuch, who, who tends to be a lot more skeptical of like questioning Probably. government reasoning for like implementing regulations, you know, and not assuming that they have a good reason for doing it. I, he's not a benefit of the doubt guy. He he's not going to get into. There was a, I guess, a lot of discussion that came down the wire about the efficacy of the vaccine and and the statements that these these Supreme Court justices proving that they're kind of withdrawn from the news, which in a way they're supposed to be, but that they're talking about the efficacy and quoting statistics that were were completely wrong. You know, like hundred thousand kids on ventilators right now, and it's like, right. okay, that's not true. Yeah, who, who was that? Was that Sotomayor or I that... believe it was Sotomayor. Yes, yeah, like I don't remember who said that one, but yeah, no, that one was not correct. You know, unfortunately, in some areas there are more kids getting sick, more kids ending up in the hospital. But like, you know, a, a lot of times there, there's it, it's 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 not going up evenly in every area. Like even with a, a huge outbreak in the Rochester area right now, there are more kids in the hospitals, which is great. Um, it's a good thing. And there are lots yeah. of other dangerous viruses out there that are putting pressure on the hospital systems like RSV and like others that are, you know, are putting kids in the hospitals. Um, and then, sorry, you're going to say something? Well, Fauci even came out and kind of said, look, we've we've kind of overdone this. Like there's a lot of kids in the hospital with COVID, but that doesn't mean that they're in the hospital from COVID. Right. And- yeah. Actually, I took a, I took a screen grab of a like a a, a local go- doctor saying that, too. I think it's important. It's an important distinction to make. And and for a while there, we had that narrative under control and then it kind of slid away. And now finally, it's kind of coming back, like with COVID versus from COVID, I think is an important distinction that society needs to make. And I think that we've we've, for the most part, failed miserably making that distinction. Yeah. No, uh, for sure. Um, and, 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 you know, is that like a, the I talked about this on my Wednesday show, like the, the New York state stats that came out with this stuff. Right now, again, you, you look at this stuff and like two thirds of the people, uh, not two thirds, two thirds of the, the COVID patients identify as COVID patients in the hospital are there because of complications of COVID. Right. Still a few hundred right. people. Still something to think about. Right. Like if, sure. if that doubled in in a few weeks, would your hospital system have the capacity to deal with that? You know, it's it's still a valid number to look at. But then you look at the other numbers and you're like, all right, like they're not there because of COVID. Why, why are they are they there because they were, you know, they, they broke something or they had a heart attack or whatever it is, you know, and they happen to test positive for COVID. Yeah, we, we kind of like put those into a separate category of like how serious is the outbreak right now? You know, the, the Omicron, the, uh, look, it's it's 
Again, guys, I, I I mean, I make fun of some of the political politicking on it, and I definitely don't like mandates, but the COVID is still serious. You still have an obligation to take care of yourself if you're vitamin D deficient. And I know like people will laugh, but if you're vitamin D deficient, these are things you can take care of. If you're zinc deficient, these are things you can take care of. Now, yeah, and, and weight too. I mean, which which is a you know, uh, there's pretty good evidence. You know, I'm not, I'm not trying to make fun of people. Like your know, obesity is like a, a serious comorbidity in COVID. That's that's what it is. Yeah. Like, uh, one of those guys with the McCullough, I think it was McCullough, was saying like, it "Is there's there's a distinct link? This is a scientific link. You may not agree with anything else I say, but let me just say that this is an absolute fact that." The comorbidity of being obese with COVID is is going to make people really sick. It, it stores in the fat cells somehow, or it it, it can it, it can, the viral load increases in the fat cells very easily, and then it makes itself comfortable it in your lungs. And once it does that, you're in trouble. Yeah, you know, I I'll, I'll save myself the embarrassment. I don't I don't know why specifically that is. Like I just assumed like just more weight, more pressure on your lungs, more pressure on your organs and stuff like that. Cause there's just all sorts of health problems that can be caused by obesity. This is um, true. So, so anyway, you know, with, with the, the Supreme court thing too, is interesting. Cause again, the, the decision is sort of narrow. They basically said, well, if this are written a different way, it could apply to other people too. Like if, if, if OSHA had bothered putting in the work to be specific about like why this requires an emergency, uh, you know, action, to apply to this broad swath of workers and not like specific regulations to specific industries, justifying them based on the conditions there. The Supreme court said, maybe that could be justified in this case. Again, it's a six, three decision. They left the door open for it to be revisited with, with better legislation, but I'm, I'm glad anytime we stand against executive orders and executive mandates and, and the autocracy. Okay. I'm, I'm glad yeah. I, I want our elected officials to do their job and they don't, no, and again, and like I, we, I, it might have been us two talking about it too, like in the beginning when the, this thing came out, and we're like, this is just like lazy. Like they didn't even bother <laughs> trying to like give That's... a good reason for this. They're just like, yeah, okay, like this applies to everyone. It's an emergency because like it's obviously an emergency. I, I'm I'm being a bit facetious, but like yeah, I like facetious. It's good. <laughs> All right, uh, we're heading up on a break though. Thanks again for joining us here on a free solution. We're gonna be back in just a few minutes. Talk to you soon. Your business relies on computers and technology to operate. Slow, unreliable networks and servers can cause unplanned downtime and affect your bottom line. The experts at Simple Tech Innovations are here to help. Their preventative maintenance program ensures that your computers and network are kept up to date and monitored for any issues, keeping your business running smoothly. They also help clients achieve HIPAA, PCI, and New York State cybersecurity compliance to keep your network safe and secure. Whatever your business IT needs are, Simple Tech Innovation should be your first call. They've won the best in Rochester eight years in a row and have an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating. Call them today for a free consultation at 585-200-3182. That's 585-200-3182. Simple Tech Innovations. A free solution. 
Welcome back to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wilson, your host today. Thank you so much for joining us. Again, whether you're joining us on WYSL, WACKL, New York, or any of the online channels where this is streaming, appreciate y'all being here. Uh, we're talking about the, the Supreme Court decision uh, striking down the, the OSHA mandate. Uh, well, the, the broad mandate that applies to tens of millions of workers, everyone over 100 employees. So that uh, Supreme Court said, no, nope, cutting down that executive overreach there. And I think we, that's where it's celebrating. Again, it's, it's a narrow decision, but, you know, you kind of expect that from, you know, lawyers in the Supreme Court. <laughs> judges yeah, in the Supreme well, Court. it was narrow. I think the decision was actually 6-3, right? Um, mm. The narrow decision was when they they upheld the mandate for healthcare workers that was five to four and it's like hey, I, well, I, I meant i meant narrow more in the sense that like they still left the door open like you could do this you just went about this so wrong that we can't let this stand okay that makes all right so i was scorekeeping but, scorekeeping yeah, yeah even though like I, I do love like some of the editorializing on this they're like uh you know, pe- people want to make like the like the 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 man like vaccines and mandate things like like a, a strictly partisan issue, which I get frustrated with. And I read like supposedly like neutral NPR, and they're like the court was split along ideological lines. I'm like, okay, all right, uh, come on. <laughs> so like, it's not about like interpretation of government power. This is a Republican and Democrat thing from a supposedly nonpartisan institution. Yeah, right. Cool. Our judges are, are is the Supreme Court nonpartisan though. I it's mean, in theory it's supposed to be, right? Yeah, like, but the but the rulings that they come up with are are not do not sound nonpartisan to me. That especially when and especially when we get into some of the opinions written by the, the left side, they they don't sound nonpartisan to me. They sound like a, a a judicious interpretation of the law to support the state. And I that's so, why so I it's, it's different from partisan though. Like partisan is like specifically like yeah. supporting like the Democratic Party. Now, are there folks on the Supreme Court who have a legally justified, in a sense that like they can find some legal scholarship to, to build to it, justified uh, way of of saying that there should be more centralized state power? Yeah, sure. And again, in, in the same way that there are folks like Clarence Thomas who take a very different view on that, you know, or folks like uh, you know. Uh, Neil, uh, uh, Gorsuch, who um, t- takes a much more skeptical view of government administrative authority. Maybe that's why I like him. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, like, there's a few of them out there, right? And then a, a few people like like John Roberts who kind of go back and forth. But occasionally, like, you'll you'll see that, like, again, there's some folks that, like, you, you kind of know where they're going to end up, like, ideologically in terms of, like, protecting civil liberties and, like, being skeptical of government power. Every once yeah. in a while, they'll surprise you. And that, like, in the, the civil liberties protecting thing, I think is, it is, like... Not nonpartisan, but like it doesn't always fall neatly along partisan line because sometimes the Democrats are better about civil liberties, sometimes the Republicans are, and you, you kind of hope for that that legal consistency on the Supreme Court that isn't always there. Isn't always there. I I, I see Robertson and Kavanaugh the, as those two guys that there's not they're not legally consistent that they they're political animals that they respond to the political pressures of the day. Yeah, and and yeah, you, you hope that doesn't happen. No, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a monkey wrench in our discussion. Do, do you think the Supreme Court should be term limited? They they're so 
I guess I would like everything to be term limited in a way, but the, the issue is, is that they, they can then be kind of campaigning and corrupted for their, their job after they're in the Supreme court. Um, but I don't know if that's a really an issue. They make a lot of money. What they, I don't know. What do you think? Did term limit them, get rid of them every once in a while? I don't know. Like, like a single term, like what 18 year terms, I think like someone's proposed before. And that way it's like every couple of years, the regularity of doing of appointing someone every like two years, you know, makes it so like no one can like you can't just like get lucky and suddenly you get to replace four Supreme Court justices and like swing the court to your ideological bent just because yeah. you happen to be in power at that time. Like, you know, it's going to be regular enough where like this is the time up. You're going to get to a point two and then that's it. You know, yeah. um, I mean, you can I still end up with like big you know, ideological swings that could happen. Right. Um, especially if like someone dies in office or, or something like that. But I, I kind of tend to like that a little bit more, you know, I, I kind of get your point. Like, you know, afterwards, like, what are they doing? Is there any like conflict of interest based on like what they're doing now? I mean, yeah, but you could apply that nowadays. Right. Cause they could retire at any time. They could just decide like, Nope, I'm done with this. And Sometimes I'm going to go do something else. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I wish they would just, but, you know, retire. It's fine. We'll be okay with that. What about court packing? You think that that's a legit, like what happens if Joe yeah. Biden says, you know what, what we've got to do now is, is pack this court. We've got to add five more seats and, and they've all got to be, uh, you know, interpretationalists that, that love the state. I, I think he's going to phrase it a bit better. Like he has some like <laughs> PR guys. Uh, maybe not. Uh, maybe I'm, I'm, I'm giving too I've much credit to Joe said, Biden. Right. Um, he's not Donald Trump, but he's also very horrible. Yeah, no, I I think that that failed with FDR, and I think he'll also fail with um with Joe Biden. He's getting um, a little pushback. Guys like a Manchin and Kristen Kristen Cinema kind of saying, "Hey, you know what? Your guys are kind of running roughshod over the Constitution. We don't like it." Yeah, he's I he's not that what, popular. Like his his like approval ratings are like meh. You know, like who meh. knows if he's even going to win like the nomination. Uh, I, honestly, up. how could he at this point? I don't know. He promised us he was going to end COVID. I he failed miserably, but it was a promise that he shouldn't have made. I'll be honest. Yeah, it was probably that now because yeah, he, he started going back to like, well, really, the state's got to handle this. And like, well, you're right, but like, you okay. probably shouldn't have told everyone that like, <laughs> you know, uh, that sort of solution was was a solution for for people who embrace failure. It could have um, been such an easier like we could have had. I don't know these. These guys making these kind of promises that they're going to put COVID under control when they have no way of knowing. And COVID just sticks its its angry thumb right in their eye and says, "You you're wrong. That's it. You're wrong." Right? It's uh, I'm sure it's very humbling for for many people who think that they can control something as as wild as a disease or a free population who are sometimes determined to do exactly the opposite of what the government says. I, weird, right? I don't know. I was like <laughs> blind rebellion, blind obedience. I'm not sure which is. I, I obviously I know which side of the camp I fall in. <laughs> I knew you're a statist, Tim. You just I, whatever the government says, you're like, yes, sir. Uh, I I try to be a decent human being, though. Like I definitely, but every almost everything the government says, I'm just like, why are they saying that? Why are you saying that? Stop it. That yeah. Christmas letter from the White House was awesome, though. I, I didn't see that. Uh, it was just, just, I think it comes up every show because of the, how they wish the unvaccinated. Uh, oh, know, oh, that one. Yeah, right. 
the, the know, winter of death and despair. And then COVID explodes throughout the entire population, whether you're vaccinated or not. And they, it, wow. They, I don't know. It was a horrible thing to say. And yeah. Like, I think it, it was supposed to come off as like a, a scared straight type of thing. Like, hey, if you don't do this, it's going to be really bad for you. And it, yeah, just I think a lot of people took it poor taste. Bad parenting. It's just bad parenting, man. Scared straight didn't work. It's just not with this. Um, oh goodness, like we we're, we're probably not. <laughs> we're, I'm trying to think if we have enough time to talk about the topics that we want to talk. We'll just keep rolling on the Supreme Court thing, though. Okay, all right. Um, because yeah, we, we folks, uh, we'd love to read your comments too about what what we ought to talk about the rest of this hour. Uh, but. On the agenda was uh, mass formation psychosis. We're going to talk about that. Oh, kind of yeah. made a splash because of uh, you know a, a dude being on Joe Rogan, um, and you know, folks listening. Hey, Peter, how's so, it going? Thanks for being actually, here. I've been, I've been kind of wanting to, to argue with you about mass formation psychosis a little bit, and not not so much argue, but I, I'm willing to make the case that that at least. Some areas and not localities, like some areas of the government's response to COVID has been this almost obviously mass formation. Like it's a, a psychosis or a, a, I called it the science of compliance. I don't know when I was watching one of your shows and you were like, whoa, 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 you can't say stuff like that. But I can because I believe Man, it. Yeah, you can. You can do whatever you want. I, Tim, I can't stop you from saying things. You know, I can try as I might. You know, you're just going to you're just going to keep going. Yeah, I, I will, too, man. But the science of compliance is <laughs> it wasn't it's not quite the same. But when I when we talk about history, brother, and we get into these things and don't we have a right to compare and juxtapose our current situation to like the Weimar Republic or the 1916 income tax? Like, don't we have the, an obligation to examine history and say, maybe there's things we're doing right now that are inappropriate? Oh, sure. You know, that's that's hopefully what you do with history. Right. You learn from the past or or you see like here are the danger signs of like what people were doing right before something really bad happened. People study the heck out of Weimar Germany and like the, the emergence of the Nazi Party for that reason, because they're like, well, what the heck were they doing before everything just went bananas? There? They were promising people free college. I want to be clear about that. That was one of the things they were doing. Free, free college leads to fascists. That's the key. Only factor in that they were they were promising people good jobs. They were promising the government collaborations with big business would put chickens in pots and get everyone cars like Volkswagen is cars for folks or wagons for folks. However you say that, I mean that's a reality. Yeah, sure. Well, I, um, um, Hayek talked about this, right? Like, like where where you end up getting like an emergence to totalitarianism? Would you have like? Democratic Republican governments who start to say like, yeah, we can fix all this stuff for you. Just trust us. Give us a little bit of power. We'll fix all of it. But then a big committee of, you know, messy party systems suddenly can't do that. And, you know, people were promised that all this stuff was going to be fixed. They're going to have all this, all these things. They're going to have security. They're going to have jobs. They're going to have good relationships with business. They're going to be protected from COVID. I mean, that's from COVID, whatever it is. And then suddenly you get someone in. It's like, hey, listen, those, those people in Congress, they're mess. Don't worry about them. You give me all the power. I will fix it. I got a plan. I'm going to do that. That's already, how you end up with, with, with a strong man. We already gave him that power. We already gave him the power of strong men. So now know, we already did, right? How do we take it back? Like they, Exactly. That's, they're not going to give it back willingly. Skepticism of executive authority that hasn't existed since like the 70s. I, I love that people are getting skeptical, though. And it's got to grow, nice. man. 
All right, so so we're, we're heading up on a break though. So I, I want we'll, we'll I I want to talk a little bit more about the the mass formation psychosis thing. It's, I don't always like how it's applied, but uh, thanks again for joining us here on a free solution. We're gonna be back in just a few minutes. Talk to you soon. Why do businesses choose to move their website from Wix and Squarespace to Simple Tech Innovations? Maybe it's their excellent customer service or attention to detail. Maybe it's their ability to give a truly customized solution. Or perhaps they just like the fact that Simple Tech is a local small business that builds great relationships with its clients. Whatever the reason may be, you can rest assured knowing that the local team at Simple Tech has your best interest in mind when building or updating your website there hands-on and love helping customers achieve their goals. But don't take my word for it. They've won the best in Rochester eight years in a row and have an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating. If your website doesn't match your dreams or isn't achieving your goals, give the professionals at Simple Tech Innovations a call today for a consultation at 585-200-3182. That's 585-200-3182. Simple Tech Innovations. A free solution. Welcome back to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wilson, your host today, joined by Tim O'Connor. The Freedom Variant. Freedom Variant. Yes, yes, Tim, the Freedom Variant. Okay. Uh, wherever you listen today, again, whether it's WSL, WACK out in Newark, or of the many online streaming places that, that the free solution is available, wherever you are today, thank you for being here. And folks, again, if you're listening online, make sure you leave that comment. If you want to add to the discussion, all right. So, so let's let's talk about uh, mass formation psychosis. It's been going around, seen a bunch of memes related to it, you know, and then like fact check type articles associated with this. I um, love the fact checks on it. Have you seen the fact checks? They're saying they, the fact checks from the AP and the Reuters, and of course, then everybody goes, "Well, Reuters is owned by you know Pfizer, blah blah blah, whatever." I don't care. Yeah, right. But they're like. First of all, there's no such psychological term as mass formation psychosis, and it's absolutely not happening. I just want you to know that. Like, that's that that is not a I don't know. It, can it be both? Can it not be a psychological term and it's definitely not happening? Or are they kind of saying it's a real thing? But I I don't know. It made me laugh. I, those things make me laugh. Yeah, but is it uh, is that in conflicts with? one another um i felt as though they were they were conflicting there was an inherent conflict in their communication pattern there all right so 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 let me let me tell you like my my understanding of this right you know i saw people sharing like their their definitions of this and um it basically says okay psychosis you you lose your, your connection with reality um mass formation psychosis is when like society focuses on leaders series events draw attention on on one small point or issue the followers can get hypnotized uh and and kind of get led anywhere regardless of data all right and 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 so so like that that being in mind people want to apply this to the covid situation right like do, do you think this applies i do think it applies but i but probably not as in a total extreme, but there is, first of all, again, areas of the government response that makes me think of a psychosis. And then there's the way people are responding to people that aren't participating on the level that they participated in, that I also see a lot of psychosis. Like I, I 
people are angry and nervous, and and this is on both sides, okay? Like people are angry with each other. People are, and again, this is where we get into my my saying of there's not enough freedom for me, right? Like I don't like mandates. People are going to blindly, you know, disobey them. And I don't like people being angry with other people about a vaccine that doesn't, that forcing a vaccine on anybody, it just seems like it should be counterintuitive. It's a bad idea. What do you think? Am I crazy? I, I, I think I beat it, but um, oh. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, so, all right. Like, again, the way, the way I see this applied, I get, I get a bit frustrated about two things. Like one, so like, my friends who are sharing this stuff, right? So, like, one of them, like, the, the definition that I just read that talks about, like, you know, uh, kind of blindly following a leader and, uh, you know, not really, like, taking stock of the facts and attacking folks who are, you know, questioning this. I'm like, no offense. Again, I love you guys, but, like, a lot of y'all acted that way with Trump, like, initially. And, and you know, I, I want to, I like, belabor the point, but, like, a, a few of you, like, kind of started to lose your way some of you are still free thinkers and you, you kind of take it as is like all right this is where it's right this is where it's wrong but like few of you, people do that with barack obama too like i get it but yeah. like y'all get weird about politicians sometimes and, and you all get weird about politicians sometimes i think that's a pretty good that's a good statement and, and i do yeah. think that this this i want to call it an authoritarian spiral i think that we're kind yeah. of stuck in where we get we're, we're at this polarized deal where this guy's a hero. That guy's a hero. None of them are heroes, guys. None of them. I, I like Donald Trump. He made me laugh. I'm not going to lie. But that was his best quality. He was a big spender. He was a free wheeler. And, guys, he was he was kind of dangerous in some areas. But he was also hilarious. And his tweets were they, – they, they cracked me up, okay? Yeah. And, and he exposed the media for being kind of, like, self-involved, okay? The media is self-involved. It's a nice way of putting it. <laughs> yeah, the, the media is desperate for attention. Like, and, and Donald Trump was, no one was better at making those guys demonstrate who they are. And they're still doing it. They they miss him. I'm going to be honest with you. CNN misses him. Yeah. Um. So 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 that that's like one group, right? Like, again, I, I see this like, where, where I think this definition applies, it's like the cult of personality thing, right? Oh, yeah, that you know? song. And, and, and if I if I saw that, the song, <laughs> and, if I say, and, I, and again, if I saw that, like, I don't think that really happens with Joe Biden. Like, I don't think like most people are like, you know, ride or die with Joe Biden. Like, I'm sure there's a few out there, but like, even a lot of folks like on the left that like, are like extremely pro co as soon as like, pro like COVID lockdown stuff, as soon as the CDC came out with uh, like their new regulations, they're like, oh man, Joe Biden's the worst. He's really, I'm like, okay. So like, you're, you're really like fixated on like, I mean, the, like the Dr. Fauci thing sometimes is, is creepy. Like if we're, if we're focusing on like the leader thing, yeah, like, it, it, it gets a little bit weird, you know, making them into dolls and. Oh know, yeah. It's, and it's, again, it's, it's weird both ways too, because he, uh, but honestly, I feel and, like and, he, and yeah, the opposite side of it. He, he should have been fired by now though. He, or retired. He should have stepped out of the way, but like, let's let somebody else handle this for a while. Like he, he clearly enjoys his power. Okay. And that's interesting. Most guys would have taken a break long before this. Most human beings would have yeah, said, that, well, I don't have to do this no more. Yeah, See you later. And, you know, and at this point is a distraction. Would someone new be less? Of, I don't know. But, uh, you know, I see that. And again, uh, no, no offense to some of my other friends posting about this stuff, though. But like uh, a few of you have been kind of posting the, the same like mass formation psychosis stuff for like a dozen years about everything. So it's a little bit hard to take some of you seriously about this. But like so like do do, do 
it, it, like because some some folks feel like like everything's a distraction from like you know the real news and and I don't think it is. What is um, the real news? Is it that we've uncovered the fact that the moon landing is fake? I'm not sure. Like I do, I, no, I like know I even exactly what you're that, Like about. people, like people are like, you know, like oh well, like we need to talk about like on the libertarians, like we need to talk about the Federal Reserve. Like that's that's the real issue. And if you're not if you're not talking about that all the time, like you're just hypnotized, like you're you're participating in mass formation psychosis. <laughs> and 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 you know they didn't use that term before, but usually yeah. you'd see it as like bread and circus stuff, right? Like again, you know, I I love you. You're my friends, but like. Sometimes I got to roll my eyes at that. And so like this, I'm like, all right, like what's, what's really happening. Are people thinking for themselves? Sometimes no. And I think like on, on both like the extreme COVID ain't real and it doesn't matter side and on the like COVID is such a danger that I'm going to lock up me and my children in my home forever. I'll see you in 30 years. You know, when I emerge in my fish tank helmet and you know, like, yeah, that's like, like I I think most the, the folks that like this, sentiment applies to i think are really on like the fringes and most people are, are like pretty normal and most people most of you listening there are like well i know this is a thing out here i'm going to evaluate the risk and make a decision that's best for my family and and most people would like to think like i would like to think that the government is going to give me honest information but i don't know that they're going to do that because they've proven especially over the last couple of years that maybe they're not a super reliable source of information in a lot of instances I, I again, I think that that's that's fair, and I don't think it's. I, there's elements like, I think the psychosis is of of hating people when you're yeah. focused on when someone promises you that. But okay, Biden needs an excuse, right? Biden needs an excuse why he's not successful with his promise to protect everybody from COVID. He needs an excuse, right? And so he hasn't actually said it, but he certainly tries to get people to infer that the unvaccinated are the ones causing the problem. And this goes back to Fauci. Fauci's had some horrible messaging about it. And, and now just... we're, we're seeing pushback against that that messaging. And I, I can tell you the messaging that I'm thinking of was Fauci, I can remember it clear as day because I was just like, oh, no, I can't believe he said that. But he said, look, if you're not getting this, this if you're not getting COVID because you took the vaccine, then you're not causing mutations. And it's like, and, and so now people are getting breakthrough cases. I wish I could. I, I know you want receipts, right? People want receipts. I don't blame them. But there I'm telling you, I thought that was cringing when he said it. No, I, I bet he's said playing cringy stuff. Yeah. And to me, that's like classic, like othering, right? Like you want to blame someone for it, especially politicians. Like, you know, if it weren't for this group, our enemy, guys, our enemy, <laughs> our <this> enemy, group, <laughs> they our problems would be solved in in this case like if it weren't for the unvaccinated who also happen to be republican everyone but we're not making this political <laughs> but you know if if it weren't for them you know that we we would fix this and again whatever it is like you blame Im- immigrants foreigners you know uh democrat like whatever you want to blame right like politicians do this all the time right. they try to put us into little boxes and say yeah you're good but and it's the other guy you got to worry about and we just need to defeat that enemy and like everything i promise you will come to fruition the, the problem with, don't buy into it yeah the problem with that is that this is an incredibly successful strategy yeah, that it unfortunately is problem. that's a huge problem make yeah. it makes me sad right but you know Thanks, we said. Yeah. All right. So thanks again for joining us on Free Solution. Got to head to a break real quick. Talk to you in a few.
Your business relies on computers and technology to operate. Slow, unreliable networks and servers can cause unplanned downtime and affect your bottom line. The experts at Simple Tech Innovations are here to help. Their preventative maintenance program ensures that your computers and network are kept up to date and monitored for any issues, keeping your business running smoothly. They also help clients achieve HIPAA, PCI, and New York State cybersecurity compliance to keep your network safe and secure. Whatever your business IT needs are, Simple Tech Innovation should be your first call. They've won the best in Rochester eight years in a row and have an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating. Call them today for a free consultation at 585-200-3182. That's 585-200-3182. Simple Tech Innovations. A free solution. Welcome back to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wilson, your host today, joined by Tim, the Freedom Barrier Encounter, and it is Fake News Friday. Fantastic. I love Fake News Friday, and I'm getting better at it, Kevin. I've got I've got one for you. Or I've got I think I actually have two. Oh, good. I do have two. First, uh, first one, I think I should just throw out this first one because I so basically, check this out. Some lady guy person in Germany decided, and you're going to have to decide whether this is fake news or not, um, to take an aerial photograph of about 700 sheep in the shape of a hypodermic needle to encourage people to get vaccinated. Would that be fake news or would that be real news? I, I think that's fake I, I saw that. I think it's totally fake. If it's true, would it be evidence of the mass formation psychosis? It's it's too on the nose. It's too, bro. It's it's absolutely true. It's a true story. It was in uh, somewhere near Berlin, Germany. Uh, basically, they gave a little description of how they did it. They just laid out a bunch of bread in the shape of a, a vaccine. They let the sheep in there. The sheep piled in, fed off the bread, and the organizer, Hans-Peter Etzeld, said the action was aimed at people who are still hesitating to get vaccinated. And so I'm, I, I think, again, we'd have to consider whether that would be an actual encouragement. It was 330 feet long. That's kind of impressive. I mean, they put some effort into here. Certainly did. And, I, I'm sure it was well-intentioned. It's Sheep just are it's likable animals, Kevin. Maybe so they can get the, the message over better. It's so on the nose, dude. Like what? <laughs> Sheep. Like just just given how folks who are skeptical vaccines talk about sheep. No. Sheep. <laughs> I I just I don't I don't know, man. I don't I don't know about the optics of that one. I don't think yeah. it's the uh no, I, I I had to Google it because I, I like I saw that and I was like no, that's yeah. fake. There's no, I'm not, I'm not even believing that. That's some some anti-vax wackos posting that, and I'm just gonna ignore it. No, I can't believe that's real. It's it's un, unfortunately <laughs> it's real, man. It's real. I don't know. I, I'm posting a link to it so you guys can check it out yourselves. You can check my receipts on this stuff. Yeah, that's all. I, I found the Reuters story, and I'm like, all right, that's. I guess. I guess. Well, Reuters really is, look, Reuters is owned by Pfizer, so I don't trust anything they say. <laughs> it's, um, 
Because that, that's, that's actually not true. I want to be clear about this. There is a there is a distinct connection between James Smith, the CEO of Pfizer. He serves on the Thomson Reuters Foundation, which is a charitable foundation. Reuters is big money, big business. They do make millions of dollars. He does serve on the board of the charity for Thomson Reuters. I he doesn't own Reuters though. I don't yeah. I don't think I mean, I, even if you serve on the, the board of a adjacent organization that doesn't mean you have editorial control over you know. but it kind of looked it though i'll be honest with you yeah well it's <laughs> like whenever someone says stuff like that i'll look it up too because usually it's like well do they you know are they because people usually say something like well they're funded by this and like okay well like they're like one of like a, a million funders you know and they happen to be you know in the top 20 or something because people will say that about all sorts of nonprofit news organizations you know, yeah. it's it just just because they're fine. it doesn't necessarily mean like if if you start to see the editorial like you know tint change a bit because of that funding, like it, it's worth examining. But it doesn't by itself mean that an organization. We saw Mike, Mike Bloomberg shapes a messaging of the Bloomberg organization when he was getting ready to run for president. Yeah. I would supposedly say. didn't, but you know, <laughs> supposedly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, but again, if they're not covering, you know, Michael Bloomberg in the same way that like they ought to, given the stature of the newspaper, that's that's a reason not to trust them. So uh, I don't. And you can, them. and you and you y'all are smart enough to figure that out for yourselves. Yeah, I don't trust them. I don't like them. I don't trust them. Yeah, no, it's totally fair. Totally fair. Um, all right, so I, I I got I got one for you. Um, marijuana compounds may prevent COVID nineteen. Boom. The world is Real, saved. I just real think, news or fake news. Well, I, I, first of all, I don't know, guys. I, I hung out with Jake Cornell when we were campaigning. And that guy, I, I mean, he can break down the cannabisoids versus the trapezoids versus the rhombozoids that are all in the cannabis weed product. And so can my buddy Peter Yeepel, who made a comment earlier. Like, but so I, I mean, I, it's got to be real, man. It's got to be. It inhibits. It's got to be talking about it all this time. All right, so sort of, right? Like it, it, it's mostly real, right? It's it's so there really was a study done. Uh, as a study in the Journal of Natural Products, which, as far as I can tell, is a legit like peer-reviewed journal. Yeah, it's not one of those like you'll you'll see these occasionally where like you'll see something posted to like the the NIH website and like it says it's a journal, but you look into it and it's actually. Like just some rando with a blog that Five somehow is like in posing. Garage, it. two guys yeah. in the garage, you know. Tim and decide to come up with a medical theory. Exactly. Send it to the Lancet saying we, we're anticipating favorable peer reviews. We get published. Yeah. So you get you get a few of these where you're like, uh, you know, I, I gotta look into that now. And I, I start doing that more because I'll, I'll see people like share this. Like, oh my god, did you see this study? And I'm like, Yeah, that's that's fake. That's it's really bad. Come on. Yeah, it's not not real stuff. It's just a blog post. No, but 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 other folks like will send me stuff again, like super interesting stuff. Uh, like folks have sent me of legit studies of things like ivermectin too, and I appreciate you guys sending me that. Some of it's legit, some of it is super not. But like, yeah. there's real stuff. But anyway, different topic. Yeah. So like, the answer is like it's it's it is a real study that was done. It was done under like lab conditions, so it's not like they've done yeah. a trial where they're like, and it, and it was like certain compounds of hemp. So it doesn't necessarily mean if if you are a a stoner you're you're 
smoking a bunch that you are now immune from COVID. That's not necessarily what that means, but there might be some compounds that prevent the virus from entering lung cells uh, that was shown in laboratory tests with the alpha and beta variants of COVID. I hope I hope it's even better for the Omicron. Omicron. Could Omicron. be. You know, it's... it's see, I, 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 I did hear, hear something about it. Like, it has to be ingested. Is that true? Uh, that, that was like the uh kind of the study suggested like it's probably something you could just like ingest and uh not necessarily like again the uh, a nice thick coating of like weed resin you know covering your lungs this they're not suggesting you go and smoke more right. um uh i right, cause I, I saw a bunch of memes where they, like it's just a bunch of like you know like star trek and star wars shield memes <laughs> like yeah my lungs because of you know <laughs> high school with covid <laughs> Uh, not, how, not how it actually works as i understand all right i got one for you yeah if, you, if you're ready yeah i'm ready we've got some uh vaccination taxation going on in the beautiful province of quebec in canada that they are talking about levying a health contribution tax if you decide that you don't want to get vaccinated. True or false? Um, I did. I I saw this. Uh, I I, th- I think it might be true because especially since they have a national healthcare system, there that's their way. As I understood it, that was their way to try to discourage unhealthy behaviors, right? So, what is it? Is it true, or is it a proposal at this point? At, at this point, it is. Well, it's true that they've proposed it. Um, it is has it, not right. been enacted into law. They're they're even in Canada, um, socialist communist Canada. It may not pass legal muster for them to tax people, but they Quebec is planning on implementing it, and, and yeah, they're gonna try I, it and get yeah. Struck like, down by their court systems or whatever, but possibly it may go through. It may, you know, the, I will say that that these local things generally can stick, right? Like a a, a state of Quebec type thing might be able to stick. Vax uh, vaccine requirements have stuck on local levels, but all the way up through the Supreme Court, right? Like some small town in Massachusetts managed to get a, a vaccine requirement passed in nineteen. 19- 16 and it people fought it all the way up to the supreme court and they lost it's not the same thing as nebulous osha rules and regulations that say right. yeah you got 100 people you got to take a vaccine oh, so again if it's in very specific circumstances and you can prove like a justification for it under existing law that's why like a lot of challenges to, to school vaccine mandates are tough to get through at this point because you know we live in a common law system there's precedent for upholding right. these types of things and if you could provide like a good case for having it and stuff that to get through. I mean, I don't know. I have no idea if Quebec is a, like a civil law system or, and if that, how that changes things. I, I don't actually know. Do I look like a lawyer to you? <laughs> yeah. You kind of fooled me. I mean, I, I, my daughter's a lawyer, so maybe, maybe yeah, yeah. some of that's rubbed off on me, but I don't, I don't know exactly what their legal system is. I do know that they are planning on taxing the unvaccinated and the news is, is that remarkably a number of people have signed up for their first dose. <laughs> well, I guess so uh, mission accomplished, right? You know, they see people it worked. Saying, 
the people are saying, okay, yes. we believe you. Why, why don't they tax other like negative behavior? You know, let's say like soft drinks are too big. Why, why are we what? doing more of that? Freedom, brother. What is wrong with you, man? <laughs> <laughs> now, that's that, so weirds me out about like, especially as you start to get more and more government involvement in the healthcare. Like, agree or not with like the outcome, right? Like, it, yeah. do do you really want the government like taxing like your behavior and individual decisions and micromanaging managing some of those uh, decisions about like your body? Uh, because like, they, and they say like, well, we're paying for it, so we get to no. Yeah, you know, someday we, we've got to talk about that guy out towards you in Orchard Park, that Burke guy who who wants to do a carve out. Maybe not. Maybe next show or maybe sometime early next week we get together and have a conversation about him. He wants to do a carve out where if you don't get vaccinated, you've got to pay for your own COVID care. And oh, I'm like, well, I, there's let's get some carve outs out of the the healthcare. Like I. I'm not going to have kids anymore. My wife's not going to have kids anymore. Carve it out. Carve it out. We got got, got to wrap it up, though. That's going to have to be a topic for another day. Thanks so much for joining us here on A Free Solution. Appreciate you all being here. Have a wonderful weekend, folks.